Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And Karen, very special bonus episode of the Major League Eventing Podcast. Mm-hmm. I am very excited. This is kind of becoming a mission for Major League Eventing. Very important mission. A very important mission for us. Um, so to talk about first aid and CPR and safety for equestrian sports eventing mm-hmm. in particular, we decided we were going to bring on the number one our expert, when we have medical problems, medical questions, <laughs> yes. when we fall off a horse in Fairhill, uh, our good friend, Mr. the paramedic, first aid CPR, AED instructor, to the stars, mm-hmm. Tom Coulter. Tom, welcome, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you. That was Tom, quite the introduction. Tom <laughs> is very lucky. He is at the International Worldwide Headquarters of Major League Adventure right now. Yes, he is. Sitting in the master, <laughs> <laughs> in the master studio. <laughs> yeah. Very fancy. He's in the lair, Karen. <laughs> what do you think, Tom? Highfalutin, isn't it? That's I'm great. I'm happy. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Let's do it. So if anyone, Karen, anyone yeah. who's been to Fair Hill or Jersey Fresh Plantation, or Plantation anywhere area two, Old Hope back when they did it, um, they would recognize Tom. I bet you quite a few listeners have probably had Tom patch him up <laughs> or chase their horse down. Or, or at least pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Tom, before we kind of get into everything that you're doing, can you tell us how – how does a paramedic become a, a, a horse guy and become like the guy that's the go-to in area two for, uh, to be the on-site paramedic? Well, actually it was in the reverse order. I was a horse person who went into medicine. So when I was a kid, my father said, do you want to go with your brother to the paper route or you want to go to the barn? <laughs> so fortunately or unfortunately, I went to the barn and I traded mucking stalls for riding lessons when I was a small child. And I've been around horses my whole life. So I started out in the hunter world, doing hunters and jumpers. We went to D.C. International, Harrisburg. We went to all of them. Of course, I was a groom. My father was one of the best show horse riders around, and it didn't breed through. (laughs) (laughs) You put me on that horse, and and I'm theirs. Put them on the ground, my hand in the shank, they're mine. (laughs) So I inherited that part. I can handle them. I can make the horse do what I want. So... We started out in, in the show world, and then I went to racehorses because there was more money in racehorses. And then because of our show horse experience, my father got hired by Winfield Farms, where Northern Dancer was in Chesapeake wow. City. Okay. So I was a 16-year-old kid, and that's where I grew up. So we sold $95 million worth of horses at public auction while wow. we were there. And we still hold the record for um, the most expensive, not the most expensive. He was number fifth now. Highest yearling sold at public auction. He's number five, eight million two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Oh, wow! So he was my ride to Ireland and all. So that was a, a great way to grow up. Wow! So and then I was a professional showman. I worked for the Phaser Tipton Sales Company. I worked for all the big uh, agents selling at public auction. So I did all that. So the farm closed, and I found myself without a job. So I went to something else, and my father and I ran a a thoroughbred retired horse farm. So we had all these retired racehorses there. 
So the brochure, there was only two of us, and the brochure that it was owned by a SPCA type in Virginia, and it said the the staff has a hundred years of experience. And it was just the two of us, <laughs> but it was true. Wow. So we did that for a while. So I started selling insurance, and the guy said, "Well, you have to do something." you know, in your community to be a part of the community. So I looked at Lions Club and all the different organizations, and I said, how about the fire company? So I joined the fire company, and I started riding the ambulance, and then I, I liked it. And, and then they said, well, why don't you go become an EMT? So I did that. And then they said, well, you're here so much. Why don't you, you know, go your paramedic? So I did that as well. So my daughter, when she was young, my, my wife left, so I had some needed something for her to do. So I, I joined the pony club with her. So she was very young, so started doing that. She did a lead line class and everything. But anyway, I met that's where I met Boji Reed. Wow. Oh, okay. Boji said, horse person, medical. She said, I need you at Fair Hill. And that was like 20-some years ago, and I've been there ever since. Wow. So that's my how I got up to Fair Hill with Boji. And once Boji gets your email or yeah. phone number. You can't say no. No. You can't say no. No, you can't. <laughs> Can't say no. Uh, I, I, you know, how do we explain Boja to people who aren't from around here? She's uh, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's the RS for the Delmarva Region Pony Clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, her father started the pony club that our children went to. Um, I think back then it was called Fair Hill Pony Club. If yeah, I'm not yeah, it was. And uh, and then she runs, I guess, all the volunteers, and she's like a big wig. She's with the, she's out there, the eighty some years old, setting up the dressage rings all yeah. by herself. Yeah, you'll see her running around her Subaru, picking up scores, and I swear there's five of them. Yeah, she's everywhere. She's <laughs> everywhere. Funny story, Karen. We did some pony club stuff probably five years ago. So she was, if she wasn't eighty, she was just about eighty. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and her were going to scout out some locations for some stuff. Yeah, and there was a gate. It was for, we were scouting out a location for a tetrathlon for the shooting phase. And we were going to, we had to go, um, it was her brother's property that, um, backs up to Fair Hill. And, um, there was a gate and she's like, oh, we have to climb the gate. This is after, this was not long after she broke her hip. (laughs) And so here I am in the middle of the field with Boji and she starts climbing this fence and I'm like, oh no, like, (laughs) She's eight years old climbing fences. She doesn't fall because then it's all my fault. And then I start climbing and she's like, oh, be careful, dear. (laughs) It's like, I'm fine. Well, you know, when she fell and hurt her hip, I said, "Why, Boji, why didn't you call me? I didn't want to bother you. Uh. And I went to the house to see her. She's had all this paperwork and computers. She was still working, sitting in a recliner. She couldn't wait to get back. But she's the first one there in the morning, the last one to leave. And I don't know how she does it. She is awesome. She is that. I don't know She's where gonna, she gets her energy. No, I don't know either, but God bless <laughs> her. She needs to bottle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rest of them. She's yes. the best. So now, so you've been doing horse shows for 20 years. Right. As the, as the paramedics. So you, do you yeah. know how many uh, different venues you've been? I'm sure you can't count how many shows, but how many different. Uh, no, I can't. Has it all been an area too, or have you traveled? No, that's it. Well, see, as a paramedic, I'm only licensed to, to function as a paramedic in the state of Maryland. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So when I go to Jersey, safety officer okay plantation safety officer because i'm only licensed and but still i mean i'm not going to walk by somebody it's hard difference with the safety officer and the the safety officer you're just in charge of making coordinating everything okay to make sure everybody's taken care of and you have to watch about the weather and just make sure everything runs smoothly gotcha very cool so right now we what the big campaign that Major League Eventing and, and you, Tom, we're, we're kind of teaming up because we want to try to get more 
safety, um, more first aid and CPR and AED training for, for equestrians of all disciplines. But, uh, obviously with eventing with, with, um, so many people that are eventing and fox hunting and things like that. So Tom, you're also a first aid and CPR and AED instructor, right? Correct. So what's that like? How, do you, how, how, what, tell us a little bit about what, what you do. Well, when I started doing it, just teaching them at the volunteer fire company and then doctors and nurses and all that stuff. So I've done a couple farms and, uh, I think Danny Warrington was the first one that said, Hey, you teach CPR, don't you? So I started teaching him and I've done a couple farms and I can't tell you how many people that I've taught that come back and say, man, I, I did what you told me to do. And it was awesome because I'm not trying to make people doctors or paramedics or anything like that. I just want them to be aware of what I can do if somebody's hurt before we, somebody like me can get there to them. Yeah. So that's worked out well. And that's the thing that, that Karen and I have talked about with you, Tom, is that, you know, the fence judge is kind of the first person right there. And sometimes people are way far away. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that it's important that not every fence judge has basic first aid and CPR training. And that's really the first person on the scene. Right. So part part of what you're teaching is that, that immediate response. Right. What to do until you're waiting for me to get there. Somebody like me. Right. Absolutely. Holy smokes. Can you tell us any, uh, you know, like, I, so Karen and I, we took... We took your course. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually really, uh, you do a great job at it. And, and you mm-hmm. focus really on very equine centric. And that's what's great about you. Right. Because I, everything I tell you, I've done or been or seen. And also I have the horse background. I'll never forget Dick Thompson, my good friend that was the announcer for Fair Hill for all those years. The first time he said, the paramedic just caught a horse. Because <laughs> it was, un- he said it was unheard of because most paramedics don't have the, the background in the horses like I do. Yeah. So to me, it was no big deal. Like, yeah, the horse was running up. I stopped him. I grabbed a hold of him and then I brought him back. And he goes, the paramedic caught a horse. I'll never forget that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Karen's known you longer than mm-hmm. I have for, through French judging and, and, you know, things like that at Fair Hill. And then you and I got to know each other chasing down some loose horses. Right. <laughs> And, and you outran that horse. <laughs> uh, that was back in That's my true, yeah, back yeah. in my good old days. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is kind of near and dear to my heart, very much so right now, Karen. When you say, oh yeah, absolutely. So we were supposed to do this interview and kind of kick off this campaign mm, about two weeks ago. About two weeks yeah. ago, and something got in the way, Karen. Something. Yep. What was it? Well, you. <laughs> Decide to have a heart attack. I decided to have a heart attack, Tom. Yep. So you were testing out what I taught. I was testing it out. Yeah. I was testing it out. So, uh, or you were testing me yes, to see yeah. to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't lose consciousness. No. Um, to really test out the skills. Mm, thank goodness. But uh, even a physical specimen like myself can have a heart attack. So that's what <laughs> Tom couldn't keep it in. I was waiting to see who was the first person to laugh. It was me. <laughs> but uh, okay. yeah, so uh, uh, you know, it's it's so crazy because probably maybe what a week before we were mm-hmm. getting our training, talking about yep. doing this. We wanted to get the training first so we can see firsthand how you train, what we talk about in there. And then sure enough, here it was. Uh, Karen, you, uh, you you gave Tom the the message that uh, we're gonna have to postpone our yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, I was so embarrassed to have a heart attack, but uh, yeah. So 
But I could not think of a better reason to cancel something <laughs> than Rob had a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible stuff. But yeah. uh, but it had a happy ending. It had yes. a happy ending. So. I'm very fortunate. Had a had a stint put in, and I'm I'm as good You're as back. new. Back eating turkey burgers and um, salads, drinking, drinking almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> Tom does not look like he likes that. No. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. But uh, so that's another reason why now I'm really, really uh, like, hey, we, this is important. You mm-hmm. know, it, things could have been really bad for me really quick. And uh, I'm very thankful that Karen had the, the training. And the AED training that you did on top of the first date and CPR, can you tell us about what an AED did? AED is? It's an automatic external defibrillator. So normal sinus rhythm for us is 60 to 100 beats a minute. So when the heart's in there, heart conducts electricity. That's what makes it beat. So once it goes and once it's in trouble, it starts firing all over the place and it's not sending oxygenated blood to your brain. So the AD knows what to look for. And when you put the pads on, it will shock that, try to put it back into a normal rhythm. So it's trying to restore the abnormal rhythm and get back on everything going good again. How about that? So, Karen, mm-hmm. we we got trained on this. Yes. And before before this, I've never you, touched one. Never ever. touched one. And wouldn't you say? Would you say it's pretty simple to use now that you're trained? Oh yeah. But yeah. it's it's the type of thing where until you lay hands on it, you don't. It's still it's scary. Right. You, know? you don't realize that anyone can do it. And it talks to you. It tells you what to do. But it's it's better to and. I don't teach the class. I didn't want you to have a heart attack to test us. <laughs> you know, I don't want anybody to have to do it. But I want somebody like if somebody falls at their fence or in the barn, trail or wherever, mm-hmm. that you're you can keep calm and and help that person because if they're freaking out and you go over and freak out, it's not going to make them feel good about you taking care of them. Right. So we're not being coming doctors or anything like that. But but I have the horse background that that I can. You know, hey, you got kicked in the head, you got kicked in the stomach, you got kicked in the leg, what to do and stuff like that. So it just makes sense. Wow. That's amazing. You've, uh, you were telling us some stories of, of, uh, you know, uh, you've had fox hunters that have been out and they, they, you know, crazy stuff like a branch hits them in the head. And, and, uh, right. I mean, you know, besides the eventers and the getting falling off and the getting kicked, you were telling us one time you had someone ran from you. A person hopped up, they fell off their horse. And yeah, they got kicked in the horse. When she fell off backwards and the horse kicked her in the face and she, when she saw me coming, she took off running. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm kind of scary. Like, I don't know. That's um, wild. Then what'd you do? How'd you get her? I tackled her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. And we got her to the hospital. We got her taken care of. Wow. Mm. Holy smoke. But I mean, it's just, it's rewarding too. I, and I'll tell you, last Thanksgiving, I went to the liquor store to buy a bottle of wine. So the lady behind the counter said, you're EMS, aren't you? And I said, yep. And she goes, 15 years ago, my son was in a sledding accident. And I said, let me guess, he hit a car. She goes, yep. And I said, I remember it well. And she said, he, he, his spleen just exploded. Oh, he didn't hit the car. It wasn't a moving car. He just hit a park car and he wasn't going that fast, but it just, so I took him to the hospital. He was throwing up the whole way and I was, had him on a backboard until I was by myself. And the doctor came out afterwards and said, that paramedic saved your son's life. Wow. Cause if we'd have flown him, if we'd have taken our time, he would not have survived. Mm. And she said, I just wanted to tell you how grateful I am. And he said, he's married with two kids now wow. that he wouldn't have had. So that's huge. And that was 
She said, I waited 15 years to say thank you. Oh, so that's wow. huge. That's amazing. Uh, what an amazing, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is saving lives. Holy smokes. Super making power. a difference. <laughs> Tom's, Tom's superpower, saving lives. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Karen, we have a goal. To get how many people certified? We want to get a thousand people certified in a year. A thousand people, first mm-hmm. aid, CPR, and AED training. training. Yep. In one year. In one year. So from a year from the release of the podcast, yes. we'll do a thousand. What do you think, Tom? Is that possible? It works for me. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. So, so Tom, somebody contacts you or us and they say, hey, we heard about Major League Venting. Uh, and, and your collaboration for the first aid CPR and AED training. Mm-hmm. And that'll, Karen, how about we even bump it up? We do, how about the barn, the pony club, the pony club region, however you want to do it, the mm-hmm. riding center, your farm, any group that gets the most people, first aid CPR and AED certified through Major League Vinny and Tom, um, in six months, in six months comes on the show, and we get to talk about what they did, and we pump up their pony club or their rally or their barn. Tom, and what, do what they do, and, and what they do, and Absolutely. what they do. Yeah. So we'll have them on because this is really important to us, and and hopefully maybe some people, some farm out there, some riding center would really like to say, hey, let's pump this up, or an yeah. event that's having a big mm-hmm. event coming up, and they want to promote it. There that we go. All you gotta do yeah. host host not just one, not two. Host one as many as you want. Host as many as you want. Host one every month. If you're if you're if you're an event and you host events, let's open this up and mm-hmm. have your have your fence judges and your and your safety officers and all these people um, get out there and get this training. And Tom, you're not just in area two. You're anywhere, right? The furthest I've taught it was this year was Panama. Animal. There we go. You're international too. You were on a you were on a there cruise ship. That's teaching, right. right. I was teaching out there. <laughs> yep. But I, I've taught in North Carolina, Massachusetts, so I'll go anywhere. That's awesome. And how long does the class take? What's uh, uh, I usually like to leave three or four hours for it. Three or four hours. Okay. And for about how many people can you put in the class? Well, I, I like around twenty, but I don't like to turn people away either. But I mean, I taught at a brewery in March, and we had to do it in two days because there was more. There was like thirty people. Wonderful. So it was well received, and I and I taught in a winery last month, and uh, that was well received. They, the, the, it was a farm. They gave me an indoor, and afterwards everybody went over and bought a bottle of wine. So it was a win win for both of that us. That sounds yeah. awesome. I had a class, and <laughs> and it was well received, and they went and bought wine afterwards. Fantastic. And so let's say you're a barn, or you know you have a farm, or or you're not a club. You're mm-hmm. you're just a loom person. Uh, if you want to reach out to Tom or us. And we'll give all those contact infos at the end. And you want help promoting this. So let's say you might only have two or three people, but you still want to have it and you want to get Tom in. Hit us up. We'll work out, we'll, we'll work out the details. We'll get a date lined up and then we'll promote it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get that thing filled up. So then if you own a farm and you're trying to get people to come to the farm, this is a good way to kind of open your doors up for people to come in and get to know you. And, and we'll help. Will help fill your uh, fill your barn with with people to get certified. What do you think, Tom? It worked. That sounds good to me. Sounds awesome. So, you know, one other quick thing. You, we we're talking about the AED. Your your they used to call it the Recessa Annie, the the doll. What, yes. Does it have a new name? What's the name now? Recessa Annie. It's still Recessa Annie. But the one I have is Andy. So Recessa oh. Andy. Recessa Andy. <laughs> he was really cool. And we were talking about the AED. He had um. He, he, can you tell us about what the stuff that he does? The new mannequins, as of last year, have lights in them. 
So it tells you whether you're doing it hard enough, deep enough, fast enough. So it, it gives you feedback, which was awesome. Everybody loves the lights in there. Because before you could just put your hand on them, everybody say, "Yeah, yeah, you're good," but now you have to make sure that the lights are right, or you mm-hmm. can't stop. So, and then the AED, I put the pads on in the wrong spot, right. just by maybe an inch, and it wouldn't let you continue until you kept saying, "Apply pads, apply pads, apply pads." And Tom made sure he let me know I'm the first person to ever apply the pads wrong, and I just said that he got to see that. I don't think that works. <laughs> Rob, I didn't know that does that. <laughs> But I put one on his forehead, and it just wasn't yeah, going to work. work. Here. No. <laughs> but the old ones would work. If done that. <laughs> that is awesome. So, Tom, how do people get in touch with you if they want to um, schedule one of these? Well, I have two two or three ways. My number is on – I have a Facebook page for Coulter & Associates, the name of the company. My daughter, Erin, is also an instructor. So if I have a big class, she can come help me assist with that. And then I have a website, tcoulterassociates.com. And – my phone number is on my Facebook page too. Awesome. And then Perfect. they can get a hold of us mm-hmm. at major league eventing at, at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on our Facebook or Instagram, any old way of messaging and let us know if, if, if you want to, if you want us to help you, um, fill this thing out. If you have any questions about it and you, you know, you want to hear from us, you know, uh, some guinea pigs <laughs> who sat through the <laughs> class, yeah. we had a great time and, 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 and uh, we really think it's um, it's not the first day CPR training of way back when. I mean, Tom does a great job mm-hmm. of really making it very horse relatable. And I think that that's important. And I think we all probably have questions about things that have happened or things we've seen. And you can answer those questions because you've seen it all. Right. That's awesome. So and then. So this is very serious. We want to have a thousand Karen. A thousand. Tom, what do you think? You up for doing a thousand? I'm, re- I'm ready to do a thousand. We're going to do Absolutely. a thousand. We're going to get a thousand people certified. I'm super stoked about that. Like that will be really quite the mm-hmm. feat. I'm, I'm really excited about that. In six months, six months from the release of this podcast, we're going to take whatever group it is that's had the most people certified. We're going to bring them on the show as a bonus episode so they can pump up their barn, their event, their venue, mm-hmm. their business, whatever it is. It could be, you know, it could be a tax shop. It could be whatever you are. A tax shop to host these would be fantastic. What better way to give back to the community than to host one of these once a week or once a month? And it gets people in and your store. Brings people right. in. Yeah. yeah. Brings Absolutely. people in. So open Absolutely. up, push the product out of the way, throw, you know, throw some cheese and crackers out, have Tom ever with Recessa Andy and, uh, <laughs> in my AD. Yeah. Let's get some people certified. What do you say? I'm, I'm stoked. Me too. Let's do it. I'm stoked. So, and, uh, I promise no more heart attacks. No. I'm not going to, and we're testing the theory. I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on no the straight, more. I'm on the straight and narrow guys. This is awesome. Tom, thank you so much for what you do. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for training yeah, thank us. Thank you. Um, so people get a hold of Tom, get a hold of us. If you reach out to Tom, make sure you let them know you, you heard about it through Major League Eventing. And that way we get your name listed as on this, um, you know, contest, I guess you'll call it that mm-hmm. we're having. And in six months, we'll see who, uh, who really was serious about, about getting some first aid CPR training. Tom, thank you very much for yeah, Thank you. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers!